Yeah, markets were kind of quiet on the day. Started on a positive note, above 72,000, and then gradually just oozed all of the hope and optimism of the early part of the session into a, a gelatinous pool of gunge at the end. That's a bit too graphic, isn't it? Um, but yeah, down about a third of a percent by the close. Arthur Karras is a portfolio manager for Macro Solutions at the Old Mutual Investment Group. And I mean, yeah, today's a bit of a, a bit of a damp squib of a day, Arthur. But what a year! What a year! 2021 has turned out to be for not only global stock markets, but for the JSE as well, finally. Absolutely. It started in the middle of last year, really. We, um, once we realized that COVID wasn't going to kill us all, and then we, everyone started looking amongst the, the wreckage to find some gems. And at the same time, I think low interest rates around the world, lots of liquidity in financial markets, that all kept everyone with any kind of investment capital hungry for investment ideas any place where they could earn a return, which they weren't going to earn in cash. And that has played through this year very, very nicely. And for the last eight months or so, the, the global worry has been on inflation. We saw Friday's inflation numbers out of the United States at 6.8%, which by American standards is a, a big and terrifying and hairy and ogre number. And that seems to be weighing increasingly on sentiment on markets. It's, it's coming from two ways. The one is, yes, you'd expect um, inflation to pick up. Um, given the amount of stimulus that the global economy has seen and given the fact that um, we've got all these little supply chain, or I should say little, all these supply chain induced <laughs> um, issues in markets. But the larger concern, and it, it hangs around the meaning of a, of a word that I believe the Fed has now stopped using, is around the word transitory. So if, we, if we're going to see some inflation, which is then going to return back to a, a more normal trend level, then this is nothing to worry about. Then we're going to simply see interest rates tick up a little bit, um, as we one, one would expect when, when the economy normalizes it, normalizes, and that would be it. But if inflation is not transitory, if we're now starting to see the beginnings of a inflationary stage um, in the global economy, that would be very worrying. We haven't really seen anything like that since the 70s. And that would cause investors to, to have to reconsider the kind of playbook that they've had in action for the last more than... 25, 30 years, where we've seen a very, very consistent um, at a global level um, bull market in fixed income. We've just seen long-term interest rates go down, 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 down steadily, and that's supported investments for a long time. That and the additional liquidity and low rates have been pumped into markets every time we've seen a crisis going back all the way to 2000. So if that reverses, then that means we have to really think carefully about what we can expect to happen next. Um, okay, so but how are you thinking about 2022? How are you thinking about the year ahead? Are you thinking, you know, maybe not the, quite the returns of what 25% that we are seeing possibly so far this year on the JSE, perhaps something a little more modest, um, if anything at all? What we're expecting to see in 2022 is not the end of the up cycle. So there's still plenty of, of stimulus in the economy. There's still quite a lot of reopening trade uh, to come. Uh, with things normalizing, there's a lot of supply chain issues to shake out of the works. So, for example, 2019 has been a bad year for the automotive industry worldwide, and that's leaked into sectors like uh, the platinum sector, which is very important to us. So if people start getting the chips out of the factories in Asia and they start going to motor vehicles and see the demand for motor vehicles pick up, and that'll normalize. Hopefully somewhere in 2022, we will see uh, the, uh, the COVID 
um, crisis dissipate somewhat on the back of vaccinations and less, hopefully, less um, virulent uh, variants. And that will allow the global uh, airline industries, travel industries, and all of those to start to get back to normal. So there's certainly scope for economic recovery in 2022 for that to continue. What there probably isn't scope for is for valuations to increase ahead of that. So if, if you imagine people buying up shares in the hope of a recovery, that sends the price higher, but the earnings haven't come through yet. What we, what we need to see in 2022 is the earnings coming through yet. So we're saying you need to be careful about having your money where the earnings are going to come up. There's no scope for earnings disappointments because in many cases valuations are simply too high. So that's really the kind of view that we're looking at stock markets in 2022. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's a pragmatic and sensible view. And again, all of this, of course, is predicated on the fact that there are no nasty shocks and nobody goes and does anything stupid um, you know, in the global economy. The, the threat of slowdowns in China and uh, sort of intervention in the Chinese economy, those sorts of issues, uh, those don't seem to be concerning anybody on a, on a serious level anyway. I think that we've always known that the Chinese um, have a centrally managed economy and we have we have for many years seen um, in interventions uh, by the authorities, in, even in the tech sector. So we had um, we had issues going on in the gaming industry going back a number of years. The last is just a, a, a piece of that. And I think it did step up a, a serious level this year where the government effectively is saying, look, we can see how powerful tech is all around the world. We're not going to allow tech companies to run China. That's not going to happen. We're going to kind of put pressure on you that that isn't going to happen. But I think more, much more importantly for China is the need to keep all of the population um, productively employed, keep them all working. So part of the reason why we started off a bit strongly this morning is there's, there's a bit more belief that the Chinese are going to stimulate their economy. They've got by far the tightest monetary conditions in the larger economies. So there's room for them to ease that a little bit and help stimulate the economy a little bit, especially given the, the concerns that people have about the likes of an Evergrande default having an impact on their property market. And that's a very, very large employer, very large creative jobs um, around the country, and, and the idea is that, that that maybe there's a bit of room for the Chinese to stimulate and, and boost their economy going into 2022. So if I was to read between the lines and summarise just a little bit and condense what you've just told me, you're pretty chilled going into 2022 from a stock market perspective. Yes. Um, we don't think that things are going to fall in a heap growth-wise. We think that there's certainly room for returns, not at the scale at which we saw Last year, certainly that's going to slow down. But where the, where the earnings growth comes through, I think you're going to, do, you're going to be fine. Um, but you are going to have to keep a watch on how, especially the U.S. manages this inflationary spike and how that develops, because that's, that's going to determine what we see happening to global interest rates. And global interest rates are a very, very important component of what determines uh, what happens in the stock market. Thank you very much to Arthur Karras, Portfolio Manager at the Old Mutual 